Delahun spins out, gives it to Blade. Blade pops it into the middle of the field where Rob crashes it up. Out one more phase. Nice little disguise from Delahunt. Cross field kick from Cardi. That's clever. And look who's underneath it. It's a try for Connacht. And it is the man who's ever reliable under a high kick. Matt Healy. That Carty to Healy combination has worked before. It's worked again. Brilliant vision and brilliant footballing skills from Jack Cardi. Super finish from Healy. 11 minutes gone this contest. Connacht are 5-3 ahead. 15 and a half minutes gone. Niall Murray to target. Lays it off to Delahunt. The offload to Papaili. Brilliant. And Papaili is over for a second try in a Connacht jersey. He needs a big game tonight. The big number eight. And that's a wonderful try. There was a lot more to it than just a rampaging run of the big number eight. But by word, that's Connacht's second try in a fight start. Connacht are mauling in field. The ball has been transferred towards the back. Connacht need to get this out because it's not clean enough. Or are they just going to roll on? But brilliant pass from Delahunt to Blade. And Blade is over for the try. Delahunt just spun away from the back. Clever move. And a super little angle from Blade. He's over for yet another try in a Connacht jersey. Caelan Blade gets Connacht's third try. Connacht seven metres from the line. That port carry has really changed things. What an angle from, from Daly. He's in and he's over and he's touched it down. He's got the try. Marmion timed the pass perfectly. Daly presents the ball. Connacht need to clear out. They're not getting it. Not supporting your body weight there. Fry was over the top of that ball, but he was off his feet. So he's given Connacht a free play inside the 22. And it looks like Cardi's going to go for the drop goal for the two-score lead. It's not a sweetly struck kick, but it is over the bar. That's all that matters. Clever from Jack Cardi. Clever from Connacht. That's a two-score lead. A ten-point lead. Jack Cardi scores and Connacht lead by 30 points to 20. It's the Greggy Rugby Podcast. I'm Rob Murphy. Connacht have beaten the Dragons with a bonus point. Alan Deegan, welcome along. Hi, Rob. Yeah, and that's the third bonus point win in a row against the Dragons. Nice that, Alan. That's good. I should leave that to you at the start of the podcast. Uh, I've made 15 attempts to start this podcast and I've kept it simple now. William Davis, a man who likes to keep things simple. Yeah, five points, ten point win. Take it, get on the plane, get home. You and I had to do commentary there and it was kind of, I'm going to use the phrase chunky. It was a chunky game to commentate on. It was just, you know, the pitch is cutting up and I felt everything was cutting up around us, but we made it work and uh, Connick made it work. Yeah, it's it's not a classic. Uh, a fifty-point game with seven tries sounds <laughs> like something that you'd want to get the 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 uh, video of. Well, I know you don't have videos these days. I'm showing my age, you know, but uh, you wouldn't really. Um, but they, look, they had to. I think they had to win this game. This game is must-win because of how close they've got in some of their recent games. They needed to get another win. You can't keep getting to the top of the mountain and not get into the the absolute top. So they got there, they got it done, they dealt with the conditions, they gave away an awful lot of penalties, which they'll have to look at, and they would have been under a lot more pressure from those against a better side than the Dragons, who are very limited. Mm -hmm. They're extremely well resourced when it comes to their mall, but that's about it. And even then, Andy Friend, who we're going to hear from in a while, had some issues with the way they set up in that mall at times. We did, actually, on one of them, but he he feels uh, there's no opportunity to sack the... uh, line-out catcher, I'm going to call him, if the uh, defender's in front of him. And that was his frustration. Yeah, which is illegal. That's crossing. And, and one of the malls, too, that we were commentating on, and we said in commentary, they had it formed before the blue ball was even in the line-out. It was ridiculous. Watching the Munster training video, because that's how they set up to do it. So it's mm. uh, it's just one of those things. But it, it is a concern, uh, and they'll, they'll have to look at it, because teams are going to come and try to do it. Yeah, it, just to jump in there, we're, we're, we, there may be technical issues, but Connacht have a problem at mall time, and be it with the referees not reading things, or whatever, they're conceding a lot of tries and they're conceding a lot of penalties. 
Yeah, and you're inviting, if you keep giving away silly penalties in midfield, you're inviting this on to you. And I'm not trying to be negative, but you have to you have to look at who you've beaten. They've got five points. They've got next week off, although there's an A game probably on Friday, so a lot of the, the players who aren't involved today will get a game. And then you've got Cardiff, and that's a big, that's an in-conference game. Cardiff with a new coach in Dai Young, coming they need to win they have to win they are at a slight disadvantage because they've actually along with Ulster the only team that's played all 12 games they haven't had a game called off so it's amazing that in this time of all these postponements two sides have just rolled through and not been caught um but they can take a lot out of this because this was a hard old slog. It's a difficult place to go. Yeah, and it's, you know, Cardiff, who they play next, uh, are the last team they lost away from home to. Four away wins in a row in this competition. I beggar's belief, Alan Edinburgh, Zebra, Leinster, and now the Dragon. Yeah, I, I had a quick look at the stats. I don't think we've ever done it before. Um, the nearest we've done it was, was um, in Pat Lamb's time, but I don't think we got four, and away, four away wins in a row in the Pro 14. We might have done it with Europe. Not not in the Pro 14. I think the Celtic League back in 2001, we famously had three very good away wins in a row to start the season, including a win at this venue against the great Newport as they were in those days. And that was the one where Eric Elwood kicked a penalty in a 6-3 win over Cardiff too. But those are days of yonder. This is days of now. And Dragons have lost five of the last seven victories against Connacht at this venue. I, I do feel, William, right, we, we know Connacht have issues with discipline. That game, 15 penalties conceded. We know they have issues with the line-out and they'll, they'll analyse that to death. But I do feel there was a quality difference that was encouraging in terms of attack play in the 22. Connick's four tries, as you're going to hear from Andy Friend, as I said to him, were all a lovely variety of different scores. Uh, Crossfield kicks, really good lines. There's some good scores in there. Yeah, there were some very good scores. They backed themselves. Mm. And that's the key thing. And there were some good skills. Shane Delahunt, lovely hands. Great line by Tom Daly for the last try, but a really, really... We're just watching the replay again because they're reviewing it here. It's the sympathetic pass. Marmion holds it for a fraction of a second because he can see Daly coming, but he knows I have to get it at him right on the, the angle line. He could have thrown it a little bit early and Daly might have had to stop marginally. But he didn't. It was perfect. Most certainly was. Hey, how about we go to the interviews? You can hear from Tom Daly, who we just talked about there, scoring that try. And you're also going to hear, first and foremost, from Andy Friend. Andy, the way we signed off on the commentary there was, you know, leaving aside some of the mistakes, feel the five points and and be happy with that. That's what Connick fans will probably think. I presume, first and foremost, your thoughts are that's five really valuable points in the standings. Yeah, we actually just said the same in the shed, Rob. We just said that's a really important win for us. You know, we've... We haven't had many in the last um, in the last bout of games, <clears throat> so get to uh, to come away again and to come here to Rodding Parade and, and to get that win after what I thought was a pretty sloppy first forty from us, to be honest with you, mate. Um, we we weren't happy at half time, but I thought our second forty was much much better, and to get five points in the win is is very pleasing for us. Just on the uh, uh, the contest itself and the kind of scrappy nature of it, can you put your finger on any element in it that's already kind of come to your mind? Is it straight? Like, we're looking at 15 penalties there. A lot of them were in possession, so it wasn't all about just poor discipline in defence, but that's far too high, I presume. Yeah, and I think we had 10 or 11 at, at half time, mate. So, um, and we just said, listen, yeah, our message at half time, fellas, trust the system. Like, I know we haven't played footy for a few weeks. I know you've got blokes actually trying really hard to. You know, to, to make an impact, but we don't need to force it. Um, and I felt that we were forcing it, certainly in that first 40. But I thought the way the fellas adjusted 
their behaviours there in the second half was really impressive um, and allowed us just to, to play footy without piggybacking Dragons up the football field. And, and then the result was, you know, two more good tries and a penalty and we come away with a good win. Yeah, there's some great tries in it. Um, maybe we'll get to that before we get to maybe the mall defence. But like just on the tries, a beautiful cross field kick from Jack Hardy. He seemed to have a really, really good game tonight. And obviously, you know, Tom beside you there took a superb line on his try. Della Hunt likely probably got praise for the man of the match award for some of his assists, including the Caden Blade try. It's kind of a nice mix of scores in a scrappy game. Yeah, and you know, again, Paul Boyle was our skipper tonight, but that was his message in the change room too, fellas. Um, we actually we can play some really good rugby, and we can play some really good rugby. Um, and, and as you said there correctly, Rob, there, there was a good variety with it—a crossfield kick, a, you know, a, a, an incredible line from Dales, a couple of nice little offloads, one off a launch play, one through the middle of the ruck off a mall. Yeah, you know, there, there is good variation in that. So I've got no issue with with the quality of our attack. It's it's our ability. To, to be consistent over 80 minutes. That's what we're going to continue to work on. But we got there tonight, which is really pleasing. There are a lot of parts of our job that's very easy. So it's awfully easy for us to say you can see the three ball tries and Connacht have a serious problem with balling, but uh, balling defence, I should stress. Um, what's your thoughts on that reality at the moment? Or, or would, you, would you feel that maybe it's not that simple? No, I actually thought... Um, I mean, the, the fact of the matter is because we've conceded some more, more tries over, over recent weeks, teams are going to maul us. Actually, when you go back and look at some of those setups in the first half, I thought they were illegal. They weren't picked up. But when you get a man that's backing into another bloke, you can't sack the lift. It makes it very, very difficult for the jump. You, you, you can't do that. So, um, But because we've put ourselves in that position, we're going to have to be much, much better. And I thought in the second half we actually got there with that. I thought some of our more defence in the second half was very good. But it is going to be an area that teams are going to target. Um, so... Now the forwards are working really hard on that and, uh, and we're working really hard on that um, because it used to be a strength of ours and we'll get it back to being a strength. I'm really interested in this, Andy, just as we finish. We're tying ourselves up in knots, constantly telling people that, you know, the top side gets to the final of this competition. Connacht are looking to finish in the top three to secure Champions Cup rugby. And that's the bottom line at the moment. But we're tying ourselves up in knots because we're not sure if the rainbow competition will go ahead. And we just wonder to ourselves if there's a chance that there may actually be playoffs in this competition and further games beyond March. Are you thinking that as well? Is that in the back of your mind as well and the team's mind? Yeah, I'd say join the party, mate. We're all thinking that. Mm. Like, I don't know what's going to happen and... Um, all we know is that uh, we've just got to keep winning games of rugby, and and if we if we can if we do that, we've got another five games that we definitely know of. If we can win those five games, you never know what's going to happen to Monster. Um, they definitely got the lead on us at the moment, and if they do change the system and we do go to a quarter final, semi final, well, we put ourselves in a great position for that. So I'm not going to get too wound up about what may happen, what won't happen. Let's just zone in on what we can do, and that is. Five points tonight, which was good. A week off, hopefully a, a good performance and a win against Cardiff at the sports ground, which it's really important we get back there and we win our games at the sports ground. Um, uh, I, I didn't want to ask Andy this. I'd be more interested with someone who was on the field, which is the conditions look poor. How much did that affect the way the game played out from your perspective? Uh, definitely. Uh, the pitch condition probably looked a bit better. It actually looked quite good when we got here, but underfoot it was quite soft and... Um, it obviously affects the condition of the ball as well. And yeah, it definitely played a, had a little bit of an impact on the game. You could see it was very stop-start. There was lots of penalties, lots of knock-ons and stuff. So, But I think in fairness, Jack, Blady, Marmo, when he came on, Porchy, they all played us in the right areas. And that was sort of our game plan, just to play in the right areas of the pitch. We knew it was going to be a dogfight here. We knew 
Dragons were going to put it up to us. They always do. And um, I think that was really important. The halfbacks really stood up today and put us in the right areas. And that that kind of came to the fore in the second half, I think, with some of our tries in, 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 in around their A zone. So um, I think a big ups to Jack and Blady and Marms for playing us in the right areas. Yeah, they did. And they gave you a good platform in the second half. Uh, when you look at it, uh, you know, you took a good score yourself off a good line. It's something we talk about a lot in commentary with your own game. Is that something you're aware of that people kind of pick you out for taking good lines? Is it something you work on quite a lot? Um, yeah, it's well, it's something I'd work on in training and I'd run them in training and stuff like that. I think it's the strength of my game. So um, uh, I like to use it when I can. And I think our nines are pretty good. I was saying to Friendly on the way over here, they 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 kind of see it as well. So if I run the line, they'll find me. And if I don't run it, hopefully I'll hold someone and they'll make a hold for someone else. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's probably a strength of my game and I love to use it as much as I can. And uh, we implement it a little bit in our attack shape. So, yeah, yeah, it's good. That's six games in a row for you starting, Tom. What's that been like for your own perspective? It's the first time you've got that kind of run. Uh, yeah, it's been really good. I think um, I can see the benefits myself. The, my performances have been just getting better um, this year than they have been in years years gone by just because of that consistent game time and I think I think every time I play I know I have to play well because there's centres to come back and there's young Sean O'Brien in the academy who's been training really well and he's going to get his chance soon so um, you know like whoever starts in the 12 and 13 jersey in Connacht we know there's like three or four guys behind us itching to get into that jersey so you have to play well to keep it so I think that's a strength it's a pr- pretty strong position in our squad so um, I think every time someone goes out there in a 12 or 13 jersey they're going to have to play well so um yeah, the pressure's on every time you wear it. Tom, just to finish, uh, you flew in this this afternoon. You'll be back and go around half two in the morning. What's that like from a player's perspective? Uh, I like it, to be honest. Um, we get home, we get sleep in our own bed tonight. We might be a bit later than usual, but in years gone by, maybe we might have had to stay the night here in uh, in Newport and travel back tomorrow afternoon, and you might not be back in Galway until three or four. So I think the players uh, are big fans of this new travel system we have. We came over this morning we didn't leave Galway until midday I think so we slept in our own beds got a nice breakfast at home and um, it's all very relaxed we're, we were probably probably from Galway to Newport in two or three hours which is probably half of what might have taken us before when we used to travel to Dublin and fly to Cardiff and bus down so um, I think everyone's a big fan of the new travel system we have in place Big game then two weeks time but you go in to training now next week with five points so I presume it's a much happier camp than maybe it was the last couple of weeks yeah, definitely. It's been frustrating the last few weeks. We feel we've had some really good performances. Obviously, that Leinster one stands out. And then we were good in parts in, in some of the other Interpros. And then we had we were really good in the first half against Ospreys. And then we just let it slip. So I think the win was was much needed, as you said. And um, it definitely will improve the mood in camp. And But the mood, the mood has been good. It's just about consistency, as Friendly said there. And we'll work on that from, from now. We have a good starting point with a good win here. And hopefully we'll build on that in the next five, next block of five games. All right. From the lads, uh, interesting to hear from uh, Tom Daly there on the perspective of the travel, Alan. I guess just while that's in our listeners' heads, we may as well talk about it a little bit. We've been fascinated by this change of chartered flights. Connacht were never so lucky for such a luxury in the past, but the players love it. And it, just to emphasise it, it really struck home. He was in his own house in Galway at midday today, having had a nice breakfast. He made it to Rodney Parade in time uh, for a quick meal at the hotel and then to the game. And they're back in Galway at half two in the morning. That's not bad. That's pretty good. I can't imagine charter flights used to cost as little as they do now. That's it's it's a brilliant way to do it. This must be like old times. You you know where guys jumped on a bus, went to a game, came home afterwards. They're just going on a bus with wings. Mm. 
days and they're really in good form. I'm interested just to look at a different angle. So we, we went into that press conference uh, audio there talking about Marmion's past daily and, and, and that brilliance. I loved, and we said this in the commentary, so let's talk about it, the communication between Delahunt and Blade. Because it, it was a issue in the past, not particularly between those two, about how Connacht used the ball off the back of them all. But for a couple of tries in that game, I think it was the Matt Healy try off the Carty kick, where Delahunt took the right decision at the right time to take it out and Blade linked well with him. And then obviously, for the second half and the try, the third try of the game, Delahunt and Blade combined brilliantly. Yeah, because Shane Delahunt for that had to take a, a decision to go because they were getting in, their mall was getting into a bit of a mess. So he just spotted the gap and went. And like all good scrum halves, uh, Caelan Blade was there waiting for a very nice little pop up to him. And he thought, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're looking for. Um, and the conviction to do it and make the decisions at the right time. Uh, there's still a bit of a work in progress at times and I think they're they're aware of that um, but these away ones we're even there we go we're seeing Jack Carty's scruffy drop goal not something that happens very often for Connick we haven't had one since October 2018 Critical score to finish the game though Absolutely it, it is a potent weapon mm. uh, look let's look back Munster did that to Benetton last Friday night or Saturday I can't remember which day it was One of those One of those days but they did it it's three points. Uh, it'll win you a game if, if you have the, the confidence to do it. And I think it could be done more often because it's, it's, it's just an opportunity, st- especially if it's getting a bit slowed down in, in midfield. But fair play to him. He saw it. They were on a penalty advantage, but he decided, no, do you know what? We'll just take this. Connacht don't score many drop goals, but against the Dragons, we seem to score a lot. You've got Dan Parks with three, right. Paul Warwick, Tim Donnelly, Ian Keatley, and Mark McHugh. Mark McHugh, of course, he's in there. Did I ever tell you? Never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm just saying, like, we, we don't score many drop goals, but crikey, we seem to like scoring them against the Dragons. Indeed, we do. All right, we've got to bring this podcast towards something of a conclusion. Uh, we have another week off. Connacht have finally made up all their games. They have five games left in the current competition. As you heard from Andy Friend there, he's as confused as we are. But I do get the impression, William, that if we were to just all put our head on the block here, we're going to say he, like us, is expecting a Rainbow Cup not to go ahead and an extension to this competition and for that reason not only will the top three players secure your Champions Cup rugby next season it's probably going to get you into a playoff much later in the season if they can maintain this pace so these next five games are critical they could put some real daylight between themselves and let's say Edinburgh and Fort and really copper fasten can I say that their position yeah because I'll tell you if they have to go to all cross conference games to finish the season out uh, it would mean going to Ulster bringing Leinster to Galway, who are hammering at each other to be top of the Conference A. Zebra at home, yep, you'd take that one. But then they'd have to go to Glasgow. And then they'd have to go to the Ospreys. We're laughing because we've edited this three times, folks, because William didn't believe we still have the Dragons also, but we do. Well, we would have the Dragons, yes. So so we'd have the Dragons and Zebra and Leinster in Galway, but we'd have to go to Ulster and Glasgow. And Ospreys. So you're just saying, but then you look at this situation where they're trying to finish ahead of Cardiff, ahead of the Scarlets. Obviously, if this extension to the season, they have six more games on top of the five they have coming up because you have to play the six teams in the other conference. So they could have 11 games between now and the end of the season. But these games, inter-conference games that are to come to the end of March, if this extension comes, and they're critical. And there's never been a situation like this where you focus on your conference, put distance against the sides that are actually battling with you. Sure, those out-of-conference games may well not matter as much. They don't, but they will for Shane Delahunt because 
because if there is 11 more games in the season, he becomes another centurion. Hmm. Do you know what I didn't get time to mention today in the commentary? I was so mixed up. Is your point that Dennis Buckley had a very, very big milestone? Let's give it to the man who gave me a stat. Dennis Buckley is now the third highest Connacht capped player. Hmm. He's just passed Ronan Lockney, so he's now actually the top Connacht capped prop. And one of these days... Let, let our listeners guess who the other two are. Press pause on your podcast. Don't get this wrong. Don't get this wrong, Connacht and the other thing is, one, one of these days, he is going to score a try for Connacht because he hasn't scored one in five years. Mm-hmm. And because all the seven tries he scored for Connacht were all scored under Pat Lamb. Mm. Interesting. Strange. There must be more to that than you meet CI. Anyways, he's very much on, on a pathway towards a legendary status with that kind of return. 192 appearances for Connacht. Finley Bealham hit the 150 mark as well today. Some great milestones being made. Interesting to... Did Jack Carty Jack, Jack hit 150 today as well? Oh yeah, he did. He did. Yeah, good work from Jack Carty. Uh, and when you look at the kind of return and the experience that these players have, and they're still... I mean, Bealham's 29, Buckley is 30, Carty's still 28... Still a lot of rugby in these lads. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a huge amount of rugby in them. Um, and as whether, whether they'll still be for Connacht, we'll just have to wait and oh, yeah. see. These uncertain times. Uh, yep, look, let's just... Alan, our listeners are in good form. We've got five points in the bag. They're all like, find another podcast. Yeah, it's 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 contracts time. I mean, Andy Friendes has re-signed, but we haven't heard any players re-signing yet. I'm sure negotiations are continuing and news will come out at some stage um, but it would be good to it would be good to hear about who's staying because his project will be determined by the players that he has not all of the 27 players are out of contract will be staying that's just not possible um, but there are certain key people in there he'll certainly be he'll be looking for and of course the coaches are all, all also out of contract at the end of this season so we just have to wait and see what uh, what develops. It's funny because if I look at players 23 or younger uh, that we're playing today that we may be talking about quite a lot in the future. You've got like so Jordan Duggan, Jack Ainger, Ushing Dowling, Niall Murray who had his fourth star for Connick, first start of the season and uh, Peter Sullivan. Niall Murray. Just Niall Dave. Murray. Just yeah, Niall Dave. Murray. They do apparently say that around uh, Roscommon. Uh, St. Bridget's is his GA club. There was three Roscommon men on the pitch today at the start. Jack Carty and Dennis Buckley as well. Uh, that's uh, touching some sort of record. Especially when you throw in the fact that Paul Boyle will proudly tell you his granddad comes from that league at four. Yes, it was all about the Rossies today. It was all about Connacht. He got the points. Let's bring this to a conclusion. Say Cardiff is a huge game. Uh, the sports ground is not a happy hunting ground for the team that resides there. They're not even training there at the moment. They were out in Kappa Park last week. They've got to get that right. They've got to get a lot right to do with the mall. I mean, they lose that Cardiff game and it's kind of back to where we were in the lead up to this game again. It's back to a bit gloomy, isn't it? It is, but like they are six points ahead, so they do have the, the games in hand. Like, you know, they, they are in a good position, but you would like to see them win a game in a sports ground, yeah. and especially as important as that. This was a massive game. This was this to me. This was season defining because of what's happened up to now, and now we're coming into a tire part of the season where we tend to do very yeah. well because the pitches tend to get better. Yeah, other teams are losing players to to international duty, but you know we we like to play in good conditions. I think Sean Holly was saying it on a, the the under the sticks, the, the official Pro Fourteen podcast earlier in the week. He's amazed at how well Connacht play the game, considering where they have to train. <laughs> the skill set is is pretty high. 
Yeah, it's interesting. There was was that the podcast where you talk about building a roof over the sports ground in the new sports ground? Yes, it was. Um, I saw that popping up on Twitter. Going, hmm, interesting. Actually, someone did a little design of what it might look like. I was like, hmm, yeah, that actually is very interesting. But no, that's not going to happen. Uh, if we get the get the stand built at all, we'll be happy. Well, maybe start with giving them a four G training pitch. Mm. Um, no, no, I, 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 I quite like the fact that I nip down to Kappa Park every now and again. Because Why is that, Alan? I, I don't know, Rob. I don't know. <laughs> Did you hop on your bike to go and have a look? <laughs> Enough of that. Um, moving swiftly along. Yeah, so look, as I build towards that, I, I didn't want to raise kind of a negative prospect of them losing, but there is, you like your must-win term, and it's a, it does feel still a little bit must-winny, this Cardiff game that's to come. Yeah, because it's in conference, and as Alan says, they've got to, they got to win another one on the sports ground. Mm. And they've got to play for 80 minutes in the sports ground against Munster they played for about 7 minutes and 7 damn good minutes <laughs> and against the uh, the Ospreys they just I don't know after half time it all just it fell apart and you think about the first half against Ulster which was brilliant I mean we're so demoralised by the second half performance um, there were there's patches and then it just doesn't get there yeah and Cardiff are a better side than, than um, uh, the Dragons and Dai Young is a wily old operator. He's come in there instead of John Mulvihill, and I think he'll make a big difference. Well, for me, the star of the week was Shane Delahunt. I enjoyed the podcast, guys. You did a fine job, as you always do, uh, on the pregame stuff, and I just loved listening to Shane Delahunt. Oh, what a refreshing voice. Credit to Connick, they rotate the players in, and we get a fresh voice each week, but sometimes you hear someone like, I was just listening to Tom Daly there and chatting to him. You know, there are certain players that you just wish you could talk to them every week because they're, they're superb insight, and they just enjoy the process of talking to us guys. Not all of them do, but they all give us something. Yeah, what... The, the, when I did my initial cut of the podcast it was a little bit too long and so what I normally do is I nip back to the players and take the, take a bit out of the players and every time I went oh no I can't cut that out oh no I have to keep that I have to keep. okay so Shane stays in completely I'll have to take a bit more out of what William and Dave were talking about at various other points in the podcast but yeah no, he was he was brilliant yeah and it just like because we got such an insight into his thought process we could see he was coming in in form and it, that came across in the way he was talking. He's he's very self-aware and self-critical. But then, like, that was his most complete performance of what I feel has been a very good season overall anyway. Yeah, and you're looking at the fact that himself and Tom Daly are guys who haven't had big, long runs in the team at any point in time. There were, there were stars at under-20s level, at under-19s level. Um, there were stars in their younger And then, for whatever reason, with injury or just form or whatever, just they fell off. But now they're getting good, long runs of... Uh, chances to play the game and they're starting to play some really really good rugby yeah, very much so I, I, we have to highlight uh, Mr. a correction from last week's podcast Shane Hunt is from Tipperary uh, he may be from Burr but the Tipperary side of Burr yes I'm sure he is and I have to make a correction I gave you some false information during the podcast that Richard Hibbard try was not the first the only uh, Pro 14 hat-trick it was the way I'd written my stats I'll go down with this one I mean you know don't worry I said it it's actually the third one the third one okay then I'm blaming you (laughs) Carrigan Riverstown is uh, Shane's uh, GA club it's important to highlight that he's proud to be from uh, Burr Rugby or have played a bit with Burr Rugby Club as an underage but uh, yeah great story great character Good solid performance from the Connick side. Four of them away with Ireland. Obviously, Quinn Rue has picked up a knock. We'll watch Ireland at the weekend and we'll enjoy them in, in terms of it's nice to know the Connick have the points in the bag. We can sit back and enjoy the Six Nations, your favourite competition, William Davis. Yep, thoroughly looking forward to it. Uh, can't wait for it to start. And it's going to be interesting just to see what uh, what, what develops. There's, there's all sorts of, there's a lot happening around Ireland, but there's a lot happening around Wales as well. I have an image of you like newspapers bought, spread out in front of you 
like I'm trying to think, will you will you go the whole hog now? Will you go and fry up a few sausages? Yeah, yeah, you're going to sit back. No, you won't be beer in the afternoon, surely not. Uh, no, I won't be beer in the afternoon, but I'll certainly, uh, might even light a cigar and yes. uh, settle in. Yeah. Uh, two games tomorrow, one on uh, Sunday, some good cricket from India, West Ham game tomorrow evening as well. It's set up, I'll tell you. Early Brighton? Yeah, you'll watch that as well. I'd be one of these Connacht fans who'd be sort of going, well, there isn't any Connacht players in the team. And that's the first time since 2014 we've had that situation. And that just takes the edge off a little bit for me. I know I shouldn't, but it does. Yeah, it's more of I, I think I would be happier if there was a sense of some sort of new dawn in some of the key positions. And, and then, OK, there'd be no Connacht players, but I just at least feel the buzz. And I know we all focus on Sexton, but there is a feeling that there's a number of players that aren't showing super form or super fit in there. But here's the thing. And William, I know you have a very proud connection to the country of Wales, but at the same time, if Ireland beat Wales, there's nothing better than beating Wales, is there? And we'll soon get over any sort of connect involvement if to get the job done. Absolutely, there's nothing better than beating Wales. It's great because I can ring up my family over there, and uh, <laughs> and that's the sort of I mean that's the thing about Wales. Uh, my cousin. Uh, she has not a huge interest in rugby. She wouldn't know that Connacht were playing in the Dragons tonight or that the Neath Swansea Ospreys would be playing a game. But Wales, different issue. Five o'clock Sunday afternoon, yep, that phone call can be made. And if I didn't lose, the phone's off the hook. <laughs> Let's leave it at that. Connacht have got a bonus point win away to the Dragons. There are anywhere between five and 11 games. In fact, not between that. There are either five or 11 games left in this competition. Uh, we shall see how that pans out. In the meantime, it's all about conference play from here until the end of March and Cardiff are next up on the 20th of February. We hope to squeeze in another Down Week podcast as we often do and then we'll be back in with our pregame podcast the following week. Thanks for listening, folks. Patreon, get on it. Log on. Support us. Lots of other ways of supporting us and following us too. Share this podcast in your WhatsApp groups with your fellow Conic fans. Thanks, folks. Loose, cut it loose. Break out or nothing changes. Sad and confused. Don't wait until